Welcome to the JIMD podcast. I'm James Nurse, the general social media editor and your podcast host. We now have two versions of the podcast, the traditional long form podcast featuring interviews with the authors where they discuss their work and if I'm lucky, explain it all to me very carefully. And there's the new shortcast where authors from JIMD reports tease their work and encourage you to take a look. Whatever you're interested in, if it's IMD, it's in the podcast. So have a listen, but not before this latest episode on something slightly different, machine learning in IMD. Hello and welcome to the podcast. And in this episode, we're going to look at something a little bit different. A recent paper in JMD reports, Opportunities and Challenges in Machine Learning Based Newborn Screening, a Systematic Literature Review. And I'm delighted to be joined by two of the authors of the paper, Elaine Zanzida and Ulrika Mutza. Elaine and Ulrika, thank you for joining me. Good morning, James. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting us. We're very happy to be here. Now, Usually I begin these podcasts by asking about a metabolic diagnosis that I don't understand. So it's a welcome shame to find something else that I don't understand. Um, what do you mean by machine learning? Well, I think I could probably give a lecture or a whole lecture series on that. <laughs> what I will try to be a bit more brief. So machine learning is a subfield of uh, methods from artificial intelligence. And the idea behind artificial intelligence is to replicate and mimic certain tasks from human thinking or behavior by using a machine. And these machines are mainly computers. So in this broad field of artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning, which has become one of the growing components of the field of data science. And here the aim is to build knowledge and enhance tasks through using machine learning on data. And machine learning makes use of statistical methods and specific algorithms to learn from the data and fulfill tasks, such as uh, predicting time series or image recognition, or also understanding and processing natural language and classifications, such as uh, disease classifications, where we are going to talk about newborn screening today. And why is newborn screening such a good fit for machine learning? So I'm also very new to the uh, field of newborn screening, but maybe Ulrike wants to say something about uh, what are the challenges in newborn screening? Yeah, for sure. Uh, first, newborn screening is population screening, so it's done in nearly every newborn, so we uh, generate a huge data sets. And here you might correct me, Elaine, we generate the data sets we need to do machine learning. We generate a, a huge data set uh, with true negatives, so normal newborn screenings. And although target disease of newborn screening are very rare disease, often due to the um, huge a cohort screen, we also contain enough false positive results and true positive results to learn and then to, to separate them with machine learning. This is where I come in as a computer scientist, mathematician. So this data is really key for these methods. So the methods are trained on the data. And since it's historical data, we always have the confirmation diagnosis for every patient. So we can teach the algorithm how the metabolic profile of a healthy patient looks like and how the profile of a child suffering from a disease looks like. And then it learns a pattern 
to looking to all the training data on the historical data we have. And the aim is that by learning these patterns using all these features, where features in newborn screening would be the measured metabolic concentrations or also additional variables such as the gestational age or the birth weight, and using them, the machine learning algorithm then can do the classification based on patterns it learned from this uh, historical data. Yeah, I might add that this is important because when they establish newborn screen is already a very good tool, but it contains several diseases and generate a whole biochemical profile. But for each single disease, we often use only one primary marker cutoff based. And so we might lose information for the single disease using the metabolic profile, which uh, machine learning can add now. So my understanding of newborn screening is based on the UK experience. And I thought we just have a series of hard cutoffs on very specific metabolites. So is the necessity for machine learning when you start trying to expand to more and more conditions? Or even with those hard cutoffs, do you need to have this degree of machine learning to, and to analyze the processes you're doing? If you have more diseases, you might use the whole profile for all diseases. So you might use the interaction of the metabolic pathways also, and not only the single cutoff primary markers. And obviously, this paper is a systematic review. So evidently, machine learning has been applied to newborn screening before. Uh, can I ask what you found? Yeah, of course. So the whole motivation behind this uh, was to analyze the state of the art in machine learning based newborn screening. And we overall found seven publications that met our inclusion criteria and analyze these based on the diseases, the data pipeline, um, the machine learning classifications, and the performance. And in total, there were 21 diseases which were examined in the reviewed studies, where only nine were considered in more than one publication. For example, phenylketonuria was examined in several publications. And we then analyzed the whole data pipeline and pre-processing and pattern recognition algorithms. So overall, in the evaluated studies, they showed that machine learning methods can be applied for classifying newborn screening. And they presented very high sensitivity and specificity results on several diseases. They were able to decrease the number of false positives in uh, several studies compared to reference values from traditional screening. And they were also able to find metabolic markers without getting any prior assumption where these markers then actually corresponded to established biochemical knowledge. And from all the methods we looked at, we also asked the question, okay, which methods would be good candidates for further investigation for different diseases and newborn screening? And from these methods, aggressive regression analysis and support vector machines seem to be valuable uh, candidates for newborn screening classification. And you've, you've just dropped some really big fresh terms on me there so things like pre-processing and was it logistic regression analysis can i ask what some of these things mean what does pre-processing mean yes of course so pre-processing or rather data pre-processing refers to the manipulation or dropping of data 
aiming to ensure or enhance the performance of a machine learning method. And here the classical statement really is garbage in, garbage out. And I find this very fitting because it means that the quality of the data which you put into a model will be reflected in the outcome of the model. And therefore, it's very important that you need to pre-process the data and uh, use sampling methods and feature engineering, which was used for newborn screening classifications and a reviewed publication. So as we talked before about the data imbalance due to the rare prevalence of the diseases, this is a point where maybe data sampling techniques work on. So you have maybe a sick to control ratio from one to 10,000 for one of the diseases. And then using these uh, methods, you could change the data such that you have a ratio from one to 1,000, for example. And this then, of course, influences the classification algorithm and the performance. So this is just one example of how sampling methods, which are part of the pre-processing step, are used. So also another part would be feature selection methods, which means that features, so the metabolite concentrations and the additional variables, that they're identified through statistical methods such that only a subgroup of all the features is given to the algorithm. So that the features in this subgroup, they're meaningful. And then the idea behind this is that the algorithm is then supposed to focus on the most important features and doesn't get like distracted from the other less important features. Um, just with with the um, ML classifications that you referred to, I mean, is there, do, do we need, as, uh, as well, when I say we, do metabolic doctors, do they need to know these things or is it just enough to, to, to have a great data scientist working with their team? Well, what do you think, Ulrike? <laughs> do you need to know the... Do you need to know the method? Yeah, do you need to know why it works? Is it just enough that it works? For, for sure. This is the, the most complex thing in using machine learning in newborn screening because at the moment it's a doctor who decides per single case if this is a normal or if this uh, uh, positive newborn screening. And giving this decision to, to machine learning or to algorithms, I still do not feel um, as comfortable. So I do have to know how it works to, to give a little confidence. But um, before we start this, we do have to do it in parallel and to see how it works. Yeah, I, I think in general, interdisciplinary approach is very important. Uh, we cannot do it without each other. I couldn't do any of the classifications without the colleagues from the clinic. And I think it's important that the algorithms are kind of understandable or that the clinicians know what's the general working behind them. So um, the machine learning methods we analyzed, we group them in interpretable methods and non-interpretable methods, where interpretable means that in each step of the process, the developer exactly knows how the decision is made and how the patient is classified into sick and healthy. And I think these kind of insights really also helps the clinicians to understand and also verify whether what the algorithm learned makes sense. 
And then there are other methods, for example, uh, neural networks, which were also used in, in machine learning for uh, newborn screening, which are also the methods which are behind most of the natural language processing or image re recognition uh, achievements you saw in the last decades. And they're up to now still black boxes because they're so complex that they're able to achieve these complex tasks. But at the same time, they're so complex that we do not understand what really happens inside them because the idea of these networks and so neural networks, they try to mimic the neural signaling process in the human brain. And therefore, they can be very complex. And I think this is a big question when you're choosing algorithms is what kind of algorithms do we choose and are they interpretable or non-interpretable? And Ulrika was saying that she would want to always have a, a clinician backing up a machine learning process. Is there any evidence when you've done these sort of retrospective analyses or when you've looked at these of the machine system being better than the clinician? I think humans are good at pattern recognition, but we're good at finding what we're looking for. There's a wonderful paper, I think it's called Radiologists Can't See Gorillas, uh, where they found that a radiologist would not spot a gorilla that was superimposed on a, a radiographic picture because it wasn't what they were looking for. You know, will uh, inevitably the machine learning system supersede a human being? So in the papers we reviewed, some papers listed the sensitivity and specificity uh, compared of, to the traditional screening. And in most of these papers, the machine learning algorithm achieved also 100% sensitivity. So identifying all sick children and um, in most cases increased the specificity. So having less false positives. So from these studies, we can see that using all this uh, computer power and uh, the features, there is a possibility to be better than the traditional screening approaches. But often these methods are also using knowledge from the metabolic experts. So I think it's two-sided approach that on the one side, the machine learning methods improve by uh, using knowledge from the experts, uh, from the clinics. And yeah, maybe at some stage, also the machine learning methods can enhance the understanding of the diseases, which could lead into new directions or considering different uh, concentrations. So it's funny, I suppose, is, is machine learning an inevitable inclusion within newborn screening? And will the plans to expand newborn screening and consider integrated genomics make it more or less necessary? It's a quite difficult question, so because I cannot look in the future until now, but um, the genomic screening uh, in general is not there at the moment for newborn screening. Um, it's going to start to be integrated in parts. So at the point now, or in the near future, I think machine learning will support the metabolic or biochemical newborn screening. And the major impact is what Elaine said that we might improve specificities to reduce the number of false positives and to reduce the work with confirmatory diagnosis uh, to see if they are false positive or true positive. And maybe the same thing is, can be done by genetic testing, uh, introducing newborn screening in the future. So machine learning will more or less help to integrate also the biochemical and the genomic profile. So it uh, is not 
a genetic or machine learning, but it's uh, more or less um, both together for the future. So we're not surrendering to our robot overlords just yet. <laughs> well, thank you both very much for well making sense of what is a, a, a fairly novel and, and very interesting topic. I'm very grateful for your time. If people want to read that paper, please click the link in the podcast description or go to the JMD Reports website and search for machine learning. Elaine and Ulrika, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having us. <laughs> thank you, James. And thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>